0: hey everyone uh welcome back to another episode well guys uh my dad's um wind turbine is broken and it's actually been broken for some time now um i actually completely forgot about it uh, until just now when i was thinking about my projects um a while ago i'm not exactly sure what what caused it or what happened um, but one day he said, hey, can you swing by? Um, my wind turbine is not working. Um, we had some really high winds. And uh, so I stopped by, to, took a look at it. Um, we dropped the wind turbine um, pole down. And his blades were shattered. Um, and after I took off the uh, PMA... Uh, I took it all apart. The magnets were in good shape. Um, the um, rotor was in good shape, right? Um, but the wire windings, right? So, the way a PMA works essentially is uh, you have a stator on the outside, and then on the inside, the rotor itself is where all the magnets are connected. And as the rotor spins, it is spinning within the um stator, right, which is creating a electrical field. So every time the magnets turn and spin, it creates more of a um voltage and amperage. The faster it goes, usually the more voltage and more amperage you get out of it. Now I took his completely apart um just to kind of get an idea because what I did was I put a drill gun to the end you know I took off the the, the blades because they were you know shattered and I put a drill gun on, and I hooked it up to a bridge rectifier just to see, you know, if I could get one one amp, you know, just to see if it was going to balance. Um, and nothing came out. So then that told me something else was going on. Now, the way his wind turbine is set up, it's a little bit different than mine as far as the generator part. Um, so I run wild three-phase AC down the pole. So what that means is there is three wires coming off of the stator. Those three wires get tied into a, another set of three wires, essentially just um, you know extending them um, down into my power shed. It goes to a bridge rectifier. It takes the three wires and converts it down to usable DC power um, on a positive and negative two wires coming out. And then from there, it goes to my uh, charge controller from the Midnight Solar Charge Controller, 200 model. Uh, And then from there um, to the um, battery bank. I do have breakers in line and stuff like that for mine. Now, for his, his is a little bit different. So, it still has the rotor, still has a stator, but the bridge rectifier is actually up inside of the PMA. So, it's actually getting converted right there, okay? Okay. And so essentially what he has coming down the pole is um, two wires instead of three. And it is already positive and negative DC power coming down. So what that means is he has to run thicker uh, cabling. Because if it's getting converted up at the top, um, now you're going to start having efficiency losses over a distance. And depending on the thickness or gauge of wire that you're running. So for him, um, we, because of the way the, his wind turbine was set up, um, he already had thick wires running up there um, to the wind turbine. So it wasn't such a big deal. He already ran that a long time ago. And so we just tied into it. So it wasn't really much of a, a modification really. But there's a downside to um, the bridge rectifier being up in the wind turbine. For one, if the bridge rectifier was to fail... That would mean that you'd have to completely bring down your wind turbine, take it all apart, like completely apart, in order to pull out the bridge rectifier and replace it, which we have done in the past. Okay, we have actually have, we've we've done that, I think like twice, the bridge rectifier has gone out. And uh, it's a pain, because you have to completely just bring everything down, take it all apart, you know, change out that one part and then reassemble everything and put it all back together, lift everything back up in the sky... So um you know it's it's really a um a pain to to do that. Now and then obviously the other uh part of it that's a uh, negative would be is that because it's getting converted up there, you know obviously you'd have to use you know really thick uh gauge wire in order to carry that um, power down the lines without losing too much loss. So obviously thicker gauge wire costs more money, right? So those are the two cons. With having a setup like that, so um, I was thinking it was his bridge rectifier this time again, and so I, um, as I opened it up, um, I realized that the bridge rectifier was fine, but what it was was the coils on the stator. Right, they get the way it's wound. If you ever guys get a chance to look at how they wind these things. Um there's actually one i think it's one or two wires that actually get connected together and they have like a um kind of like a solder joint, I guess you could call it, yeah, kind of like a weld or salt a solder joint that joins these two wires together and um what I noticed was was that it was completely burnt right in that location, and the wires got fried and obviously whatever welding or solder that they used. Um, completely just um, couldn't handle the amperage or the heat that the uh, wind turbine was generating and it failed and then effectively what it did was as it was failing it shorted out the coils so there's a couple of wires that are in really bad shape they got completely fried Um, I don't know if you guys ever ever fried a wire before but once you fry it it becomes very brittle brittle and black and it doesn't carry any current or uh, voltage anymore so essentially his stator is shot and is uh no good it would be no sense of me trying to fix that because of how uh the how bad it the, the shape of that stator is in so i still have his um pma essentially um under my house and because when i took it apart i'm like oh no now i got to go and look for a stator for him right to to replace the stator that got burnt out essentially Uh, and then it's been sitting under my house ever since, right, Um, because I've been so busy with everything, Um, I did upgrade my father's solar system a little bit, and um, charge controllers and stuff, so he's been doing just fine, Um, but, you know, there is those days, because he has a smaller system, that sometimes the system is struggling a little bit, you know, and since we do have so much wind where we live, you know it only makes sense to make sure you're using a wind turbine cuz you know i'm using solar and wind and and they the combination of both of them work very well so um i was just thinking about it and i'm like you know what cuz i have um multiple wind turbines sitting under my house i even have my very first wind turbine that i frankensteined together i bought parts from all these different companies and I tried different stators, tried different rotors, tried different blades, tried lots of different things um, in order to try to um, figure out which parts from different companies actually performed well or well enough um, to generate as much power as I could. And I did come across a combination of parts that worked very well. And um if you guys look back at my really really um earlier, earlier videos, my older videos, like real old videos, um, I do have proof of that um, wind turbine that I put together myself by using different parts from different companies. Um, it was an expensive experiment because I essentially had to buy multiple rotors, multiple stators, you know, all those kind of things and, and just basically mix and match them in order to try to do a test, multiple test, in order to figure out which combination of parts really worked well. And so um, that wind turbine was essentially set up for 12 volt. And it was um, pushing out, I believe, if I remember correctly, um, 80, 80 amps, 80 to 90 amps. Um, but that was, you know, pushing it to its, you know, it, it, it never blew up. It never, um, you know, failed. Um, it, was, it was doing its thing. Um, but on average, I would say 60 amps on average, which is not bad, you know, not bad at all. Um, so I still have that stator and it's doing good shape. So I think I'm gonna have to dig through my my stuff under my home, and find that stator, and put that stator into his wind turbine, uh, reconnect his bridge rectifier, um, and then I do have extra blades. So I have quite a few extra blades from me experimenting over the past. Um, I've bought different brands, different styles, different lengths, different you know different materials essentially. So I have more more than enough uh, wind turbine blades to, you know, give him. Uh, So that way he can get his um, wind turbine up and running again. So that's kind of where I'm at with my father's uh, wind turbine. Um, Currently it is under the house. Um, It is in parts, essentially. Um, So all I have to do is search for that other stator, slap the stator in, reassemble everything, and um, dig up some blades for him. And then we can remount everything, and then he can be up in operation. But... Here is the other caveat. So he was running wind turbine directly to the batteries. And back then, um, what we were using was a very simple um, charge controller, dump load. It was basically a simple little charge control. It's not even like, it's not an MPPT by any means. It was basically a voltage controlled um, relay system. With a heavy-duty relay to open and close properly, so um, when the voltage was at a certain, um, vo- you know, voltage, uh, it would be in the closed position charging, and then once the batteries got to a uh, certain uh, voltage that we set, um, it would just the relay would click open and essentially disconnect the wind turbine itself, you know, from the relay. So what that does, though, is that when that happens, the wind turbine now goes into free spin, okay? Because, you know, there's no... Essentially, when the relay is opening, um, there is no contact, right? The wire, or it's like acting as a switch, to you know, to dis- dis- disable or um, turn off that um, wire, you know? I'm just trying to put it as simple as possible here. So um, the... It, it worked very well for a very simple rudimentary, um, you know, basic on like really budget um, on, you know, really, really budget system. It worked very well. The only problem was, was that when the batteries are fully charged, uh, you know, it would go into the open state and essentially the wind turbine would free spin. So um, that is kind of what I'm going back to now though. I'm thinking in my head that I wonder if that's what caused it. Because once it goes into free spin, it you know the voltage will climb like crazy because it's just open, right? There's no load on the wind turbine anymore. Because the second you put a load onto a generator, it slows the generator down, right? The wind turbine, doesn't matter if it's a wind turbine or hydro or whatever, the more of a load that you're putting onto it, the slower it'll spin, right? Now, when there's no load, it's free spinning. So it'll just start, you know, zipping away and like really, really high RPMs. And now I'm thinking, I wonder if that is what was causing the issues with either um, the bridge rectifier um, and or the stator burning out. Right. So I start looking at the cause of effect of certain things and trying to trickle it down to troubleshoot to find out what is causing the breakdowns on his wind turbine. Now, here's the thing. We could hook the system right back up to how it was. Right? I put the new stator in, reassemble it, put it up in the air, and run the same simple little charge controller with the relay. We could do that. But I feel that we will go back to a state of where it will go back into free spinning when the batteries are fully charged. And then now we're going to cause another issue. And then we're going to have to drop it down and do this process again, which I don't want to do. Now, the proper way to do this would be um, like a charge controller from Midnight Solar that I'm utilizing, right? Um, but here's the thing. My, my dad's um, system is a very, you know, on like budget, you know, really, really budget system and you know i've already sponsored quite a few components you know um all kinds of stuff you know for their for his place and keep in mind you know um not only did i put to get help put together you know a lot of it and i purchased the um outback charge controllers and stuff for them but i also set up my um mother so my mother has her own little off grid place as well and then my auntie does too and i've sponsored majority of um my immediate family with a lot of parts and components to put their systems together, so on my end it is becoming very expensive, right? So after I've already, you know, you think about it like this, guys, a um, Outback um, charge controller is expensive, right? You're looking at five hundred plus dollars. Okay, they're not cheap, um, and then all the rest of the components can add up quite bit, quite a bit. So you know, I've gone. To the furthest extent that I'm willing to go to right now, because I just have you know I've helped out my family members a lot already, and it's a lot of money that comes out of my pocket, really, you know. In the end, and so um, you know, the proper way for my father's wind turbine to go forward would be to get a midnight solar charge controller because it does operate on solar, wind, or hydro, right? And then wire it improperly, and then we would probably um, mitigate the failures of the wind turbine now, right? Because I have never had a problem with my wind turbines, you know, because the way I have them hooked up properly, they just operate. In fact, as I'm making this podcast, um, it is currently 8, eight forty PM. It is completely dark, but I'm, you know, I got my window open and I can hear my wind turbine in the background, spinning and generating power. I have my little um, display in the house that I can look at and it's generating power. You know, so that's an awesome feeling to be able to just generate power at night. So, um, I'm kind of stuck in a catch-22 with this situation. I can fix his wind turbine, we can put it up and get it running again, but do I, you know, I'm at the point where, like, I've already told them, you know, I've told him at least that he needs to get a proper charge controller, but, you know, he's on a budget, and, uh, you know... One, Because here's the thing, guys. The Midnight Solar Charge Controllers are more expensive than the Outback Charge Controllers, okay? The Midnight Solar Charge Controllers are $600 and up, okay? So there's a lot more um, money involved, you know? And for my father, at least, you know, he's old school, right? Um, $600 to him is a big deal. That's a lot of money. And rightfully so, you know? Um, $600 is a lot of money for a charge controller you know it's it's not a it's not no cheap component for sure so you know obviously I can just fix it and we can put it back up in operation and you know I have to just remind him of the pros and cons this will probably happen again and then you know I'm the one that's going to be fixing it again (laughs) Um, or if he can somehow pull some money together um, to go get a good charge controller that way we can wire it properly and we can try to mitigate the failures that's happening on his wind turbine, you know. So it's kind of a catch-22 for me, guys. Um, sometimes it's hard to tell your parents um, what to do. You know, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you guys have come across this um, yourselves. You know, um, they're dead set on you know their own ways and their opinions and how they look at things and how they budget things. So you know, at in the end, all we can do is give the best advice possible uh and you know hope you know hope for the best really um but if he doesn't take the plunge to purchase a decent charge controller for the wind turbine at least i already know that i will be fixing this wind turbine not just you know this time but multiple multiple times in the future because it will keep failing right so yeah. And it's hard for me to justify spending another $600 on his system when I've already put quite a bit of money into the system itself. You know what I mean? So it's each his own for sure. But at some point you do have to draw the line, you know, because here's the thing I'm, you know, I don't mind helping out people, especially my, my immediate family and stuff, which I've done a lot of, but financially at some point, like, do I just build them a whole brand new, like really nice system? Cause I keep putting money into it. Right. So it's like, I really have to draw the line at some point. So, yeah, it's one of those catch twenty two guys. I'm sure you guys understand my frustration on that aspect, at least, you know. Now, um, I should point out though, with with no with no um, proper MPPT charge controller connected, and connected the more rudimentary way that I explained earlier. Um, his wind turbine will operate for over a year, two years. Well, I would say a, over a year easy because it kind of seems like every go, probably every year and a half to two years is kind of right when the wind turbine will fail. Usually the bridge rectifier is the one that keeps going out first. Um, And then, and then in this case, the um stator wires um, got fried as well. And I really think it's because it's going into free spin. Right? Because that that bridge rectifier is still taking a hit, right? The bridge rectifier is taking all that voltage in when it's free spinning. It just has no place to to, to take you know push it because it's basically um, you know, the batteries are charged. Uh, I guess the other situation I could do would be to put a um, resistor. so you can, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but they do sell these really big resistors. Um, essentially it acts like a heater, right, Um, so once the batteries are charged, I could dump the extra power into these big resistors, and so that might be an option, The the resistor is a lot cheaper, right, way cheaper, like really, really cheap, you know, and you can stack multiple resistors on each other, so you don't just have to have one big resistor, you can have, you know, as many resistors as you want, essentially, so, Um, that is an idea, you know, Um, financially wise, um, if I'm the one that has to keep fixing it, I'll just buy a resistor for him, that way once it opens, um, we'll just divert it, so instead of it going into the free spin stage, it'll get the batteries charged, and then boom, it'll click over and instantly start dumping the power into the resistor, The the resistor's job is just to take it and um, it dispenses it as heat, right, so um, that would be one way to address this issue if my father does not want to get a um, proper charge controller, so you know, guys, um, the moral of the story here is, um, you know, everything is fixable, obviously, and, um, you know, there is two ways of doing things, there is the budget way, which will work, right, if I put a resistor on it, it'll work, but you know, there's pros and cons to everything, you know, but if you're on a budget, you know, think outside the box, guys, you can build a very rudimentary system, and it'll work, absolutely, it will work, or, you know, or you can step up a little bit, and uh, spend a little, little bit more dough, and, um, you know, get a more professional system, uh, and, you know, there's just pros and cons with everything, you know, so uh, don't feel like you always have to, uh, you know, buy the most expensive stuff out there, you know, uh, don't, you know, don't, don't feel like you have to do that. You know, um, there is a cheaper way to do everything, um, but just have to understand the pros and cons to, um, each situation essentially. So anyway, guys, I'll give you guys an update on that because I think the same time I'm going to mess with my wind turbine project. I think it's only right that I, um, rebuild his, find that stator, put it all together and, um, put it up, um, back up in the air. I think in the meantime, while I'm getting all that squared away, I'll go and purchase maybe like two resistors at least. Um, And then that way I can at least install the resistors. At least then we have some type of buffer instead of it just going into free spin. Because that's the worst thing you want. You don't want the wind... Well, there's two scenarios. You don't want the wind turbine to be free spinning. And you don't want the wind turbine to be on a on a dead stop, like on, like so, some wind turbine systems, you'll see people have an on and off switch. You don't want to do that because if, if the, if the wind turbine is spinning really fast and you hit that on, that off switch, you're basically putting, you're basically shorting the wires out. It's a dead stop. It's a dead short. It's got no place to go. Right? So you're putting a lot of strain on those stators and all those little wires up there. When, you can you know essentially divert the power to a resistor. a res- resistor is essentially shorting it, but not as harsh because of the how the wires are um, on the resistor. it is a lot thinner and, and it's spread out over a distance, right because you do have um, resistance um, homes and all that. so um you know it's not essentially a dead short. Um, it can take more of the power um, more consistently to um, dispense it. You know, instead of it just being a dead short, a complete dead short. So pros and cons to every situation, obviously. So anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys' projects are doing well. Stay positive, guys. Always think outside the box. There's always a way. Even if you're on a budget, there's a way, you know. See you guys on the next one.